Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hi, and welcome to Israel and You. Today on Israel and You, we're going to talk about part three of this awesome subject of deliverance and enlargement found in the book of Esther in the Bible. Israel and You is an informative program where we discuss the issues surrounding Israel, the Jewish people, the growing scourge of anti-Semitism in America, especially on college campuses. We also talk about Israel's end-time destiny and restoration and your unique calling and purpose in the restoration of Israel. I'm your host, Aaron David Free, and being both Jewish and Gentile, my, my dad was Jewish, my mother was Gentile, and I have a love for Israel and a love for the church. And I see that part of me that has Jewish roots and the other part of me that has uh, Gentile roots that has been grafted into the nourishing sap of the olive tree, Israel. My Jewish grandmother came to faith in Jesus as her Messiah when my father was a young child. So my family was raised in the church. I love the church, and I served as lead pastor of a church for many years. Today, I work with a unique ministry that is attempting to turn the tide of growing anti-Israelism within the Christian community. It's called Israel Team Advocates. Within the younger generation of evangelicals, because of many factors like the social justice movement, a new kind of anti-Semitism is mutating. Based on the current trend, the church I've been a part of my entire life could well be anti-Israel within 10 years. So we do presentations, Israel Team Advocates, on college campuses. We podcast. You can hear our podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Uh, You can go to the uh, different podcast platforms, and all of our podcasts are archived. You can follow us on Facebook or go to our informative and educational website, israelteam.org, to learn more about us, to learn more about the rising tide of anti-Semitism, to learn about uh, Gentiles and the nations and their role in the restoration of Israel. We do Honor Israel and the Jewish People events where we discuss the Holocaust and anti-Semitism as well. We have two Honor Israel and Jewish People events coming up in late April. Uh, The first is April 22nd in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, Auburn University head men's basketball coach, Coach Bruce Pearl, will be the special guest speaker. So if you're in the Montgomery area, in the Atlanta area, you'll want to meet us that night at Lakeview Baptist Church in Auburn, Alabama, April 22nd, 7 p.m. Coach Bruce Pearl will be the guest speaker. Then on April 26th at 7 p.m. in Mobile, Alabama, another Night to Honor Israel and the Jewish People events at Cottage Hill Baptist Church in Mobile, Alabama, April 26th. And Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn University, again, he will be our guest speaker. So if you're in the Mobile area, Pensacola, Florida, Gulfport, Mississippi area, and you want to come and join us that night, uh, please be our our guest. And I know there's a rivalry out there between Auburn fans and Alabama fans and Ole Miss fans and LSU fans and FSU fans. So everybody's welcome to these events uh, with Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn. 
even those outside of the SEC. We, we welcome you all in as we honor Israel, we talk about anti-Semitism and honor uh, our Jewish friends coming uh, from love from the Christian community in these beautiful events, and you won't want to miss them. All right, so let's jump in <clears throat> to our theme for this month on Israel and You. It's called Deliverance and Enlargement. The concept comes from the book of Esther in the Bible. It's surrounding this feast of uh, the Jewish people called the Feast of Purim. It's also known as the Feast of Esther or the Feast of Lots. Why is it called the Feast of Lots? Because Haman, this evil man, who was basically the second in command in the Persian Empire, he cast lots and he basically threw dice to determine the day of the Jews in the Persian Empire, which is present day Iran, the day that the Jews would totally and completely be annihilated. So basically, all of the Jews on the planet uh, were in the sights of this evil man named Haman, the second in command in the Persian Empire. So God had positioned a Jewish young woman by the name of Hadassah, that's her Hebrew name, her Persian name was Esther, uh, to be the queen in the Persian Empire. Her uncle Mordecai hears of Haman's plot to murder the Jews and appeals to Queen Esther in Esther 4.14. And he says to the queen, if you do nothing, enlargement and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And this has always been God's program of mercy and action. He not only delivers us from evil, but enlarges our sphere of influence and our borders in the process. This has been a difficult year for everybody in the listening audience. All the COVID restrictions, many people have lost loved ones and friends uh, through this pandemic. But as we look at Israel's history, we see time and time again that God not only delivered them out of trouble, he also enlarged them. A feast of Purim, uh, the Hebrew word Purim, is uh, is Lot, and uh, God turned the tables on uh, Haman, and the opposite happened. God brought deliverance and enlargement. So Passover, the same thing happened. God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. He brought them to a vast land flowing with milk and honey. What is this? It's deliverance and enlargement. And a quick glance at Israel's uh, modern day history, we saw this a few weeks ago, that a quick glance at the War of Independence in 1948 confirms that God's program of deliverance and enlargement is still in progress. Each time Israel has been attacked, its army has been severely outnumbered and outgunned. Yet in each major war, not only has Israel been delivered, but its landmass has been enlarged by thousands of square miles. When Israel was established as a nation, it consisted of 3,000 square miles. After the War of Independence in 1948, its borders more than doubled in size to 8,000 square miles. After the 1967 Six-Day War, Israel's land increased to 26,000 square miles. And later, after the 1973 Yom Kippur War, it increased to 36,000 square miles. When the state of Israel was established a little more than 70 years ago, there were fewer than 1 million people living in the land. Today, there are 6 million Jewish people living in the land of Israel. What is this called? 
it's deliverance and enlargement. So this is this is God's program. And I trust today that whatever you're going through, the opposite is going to happen. Uh, deliverance and enlargement. We see this in, in the book of Psalms, chapter 23, the Lord's Prayer, one of my favorite Psalms. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So what is David saying? He's walking through a deep valley. Maybe it's a valley of discouragement. Uh, it's a valley of evil. He, he calls it a valley of death. But in that valley of evil, he fears no evil. God delivers him out of that valley. God's rod and his staff, they, they lead David out of that valley of the shadow of death. And then David says in verse 5 of Psalm 23, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What's happening? He goes through a deep, dark valley. God delivers him. He leads him out of that valley of the shadow of death. And then he brings him to a table in the presence of his enemies. And that table is overflowing with oil. His cup overflows. And then David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And here's the best part. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what is God doing today? He's not only going to deliver you out of the, your present circumstances, but ultimately he's going to enlarge you. And the great news is that if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A complete, total deliverance out of the sin and the pain of this earth and enlarged into the presence of God where the righteous will dwell uh, in, in a very large place forever and ever and ever. So this is what God does. He delivers you and he enlarges you. We learn so much about God's grace from Israel's survival. The Jews have been hunted down for millennia by nations and people who hate the God of Israel. Yet the Jews are still here. They not only exist, but they're thriving. Nations and empires have tried to eliminate the Jewish people, and yet they still survive. My family, <clears throat> most of them, uh, lived in Trostanets, Belarusa, uh, during uh, the war, World War II and the Holocaust. They were dragged from their home by the Nazis. And most of my family were machine gunned and they died in the Holocaust. One escaped, came uh, to the States. My great-grandmother uh, left right prior to the Holocaust. And uh, that's why I exist today. Uh, so, but God delivered the Jewish people. My family is not only existing today, we're thriving today. God's delivered us from this evil man named Hitler, and he has enlarged our borders. The Holocaust was just the latest attempt to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. Today, Iran wants to take up where Hitler left off. Ayatollah Ali Khomeini, the supreme leader of Iran, has declared it is the mission of the Islamic Republic of Iran to erase Israel from the map of the region. They want to ethnically cleanse the entire Middle East of all Jews. And Iran, of course, is modern-day Persia uh, that's mentioned in the book of Esther. Ayatollah Ali Khomeini is just another evil Haman 
in a long line of Hamans who desired to destroy Israel. So Israel teaches us about the protecting providence of a merciful God when we face tragic and life-altering circumstances. We learn from Israel's history of God's desire to not only deliver us, but to enlarge us in the process. Anti-Semitism can be explained in one word, and it's the word Messiah. We see this in Genesis 3.15. It's known as the Proto-Evangelium, the first mention of the Gospels in the Old Testament. And God says to Satan after the fall of man, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. You will bruise his heel, but he, speaking of the Redeemer, the Messiah, he will crush your head. And so God lays out here his plan of redemption of the world was going to come through the seed of the woman. So Satan knew at that time, he heard those words of God, that there was going to one day come a Redeemer, a Messiah, who would come through the seed of the woman. And he sees God's plan unfold through Abraham and his seed, Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel. And and God says to Abraham as he's putting the knife towards the chest of his son, uh, he says to Abraham, God will provide for himself a lamb. And of course, Abraham sees the lamb in the thicket. And so from that time forward, Satan works against uh, the people of God. He, he hates them because he hates God's plan, trying to thwart God's plan of redemption. The Pharaoh, when Moses is born, he, he kills all the two-year-old baby boys trying to wipe out the messianic seed. Then Haman comes along trying to ethnically cleanse all the Jews in the 127 providences of the Persian Empire, which basically meant all the Jews on the planet. And then the Babylonians and the Assyrians tried to take out the Jewish people. Antiochus Epiphanes in the intertestamental period, he desecrates the temple of to fight and war against the messianic promise. And then Herod, of course, uh, comes along at the birth of Jesus and he puts to death all the two-year-old Jewish baby boys trying again to wipe out the messianic seed. So Satan is trying to destroy uh, the seed of the Messiah. And it was the Jews who were the cradle of God's moral law given to the world. And for this, the Jew has never been forgiven by the world. The Jew is the alarm clock of the world, and the world despises not just the Jew, but they despise the God of the Jews. So many people have asked me lately, what on earth is happening? And maybe you're asking this question. And we come back on the other side. I'm going to answer this this question. What is God doing today? What on earth is happening? And we'll pick this question up on the other side. We'll see you in just a minute. Hi, this is Aaron Free. I'm asking you today for your partnership in Standing with Israel team as we turn the tide of the growing discontentment and contempt towards Israel on college campuses. The exponential rise of anti-Israelism is breathtaking. One prominent megachurch pastor recently proclaimed in a sermon series to his young congregation that we need to unplug from the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments. He also proclaimed that Christians need to distance themselves from any Jewish values taught in the Bible. 
This notion comes from a theological perspective known as replacement theology. It teaches that God ultimately has no further use for the Jewish people or the land of Israel. This theology is now spreading like a cancer through evangelical college campuses. If nothing is done to push back against this growing trend, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel within 10 years. Your tax-deductible gift to Israel team advocates will help us communicate God's love for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses. This month of March, Israel Team is offering a two-book set for your tax-deductible donation of any size, and your gift will help us continue to stand with Israel. The first book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It, has 16 authors, including Jay Sekulow, the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. The second book, Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. It's a book I co-wrote with Coach Bill McCartney from Promise Keepers. This book will teach you about the Jewish roots of Christianity. When good people like you become more aware of these growing trends and stand in unison together, the cancer of contempt towards our Jewish friends might well be reversed. Please go to IsraelTeam.org to the Donate section, and we will send you this two-book set for a tax-deductible gift of any size. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel in You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel in You. And uh, as I said right before the break, I've been asked uh, by several people as of late, what on earth is happening? And we're talking about the pandemic and, you know, the, the kingdoms of the earth seem to be, you know, in turmoil all over the planet. Uh, so what on earth is happening? So I'll, I'll give you my answer. Expect the unexpected. God is a God of miracles today, just as he was in biblical times. Just like in the book of Esther, God still has this wonderful program of deliverance and enlargement. He's continuing to work out the gradual redemption of the world. He is restoring the Jewish people to their own land after 2,000 years. Think of that. Nothing like this has ever happened before in human history. Remember Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones. Speaking of the house of Israel, where God puts his spirit and his wind into the Jewish people, and the house of Israel is coming back to life. And he's bringing them back to their own land. When he brings them back, the Bible says he's going to pour clean, pure water upon them and sanctify them. And there is a new hunger within the Israelis to know the living God. After the Holocaust, their faith was shaken. And a great return is in the future for Israel. Isaiah prophesies that during the Messianic era, from all the nations of the earth, they will travel to Jerusalem to do what? Study the Bible. Think about that. The law will go forth from Jerusalem. Isaiah also prophesies that God's house in Jerusalem will be a house of prayer for all the nations of the earth. And Jerusalem is the center of the earth. It, why? Because it's the footstool of God. And so these things are, are futuristic as the nation streamed to Jerusalem uh, to study the word of God. <clears throat> I remember uh, as a young pastor, I, I had a guest speaker. He was my dad's best friend uh, when I grew up, all part of our, our church family. 
And uh, it's Herb Ellingwood. He was Ronald Reagan's chief legal aide in Sacramento for 12 years. And then he went to the White House and he was Reagan's White House counsel. And, uh, and Herbert Ellingwood told me the story one day. He came and spoke at our church. And he said, let me, let me tell you a story about Israel. It was Menachem Begin, the prime minister of Israel, who was in the White House. And true story. And he told uh, th- this, uh, Reagan told this story later on. And he said, when, when uh, Begin was in the White House, he saw on my desk a red phone, a white phone, and a blue phone. And so the prime minister of Israel said, uh, Mr. Reagan, what's the, uh, the, the red phone for? He says, well, that's in case there's a national emergency. I, I call up the National Guard, the Army, and the Navy, and the Marines on the red phone. And uh, he said, what's the uh, blue phone for? He said, well, that's for me to call you, Mr. Begin, uh, in Israel. If I have an issue to talk to you about in our alliance, American-Israel. And then Mr. Begin said, well, what's the, the white phone for? He says, well, that's the phone I use to, to call God. Uh, but it's very expensive. You know, it's, it's long distance. So uh, years later, Reagan was in uh, Jerusalem, and he was in Menachem Begin's office. And and Herb told me that, uh, you know, Begin tell, Reagan tells a story. There, too, was a white phone, a red phone, and a blue phone. He says, what's the red phone for? He says, that's call, to call the Israeli Defense Force in case of national emergency. And Reagan said to Menachem Begin, what is the, uh, the blue phone for? He says, that, that phone's to call uh, America if we have issues, you know, in our alliance. And uh, Reagan then says, well, I guess the, the white phone is to call God, but it must be too expensive like it is in America. And, and Begin said, Mr. President, in Jerusalem, it's a local call. And that's so true. Jerusalem is the footstool of God. And when you travel to, to Israel, you just sense this incredible presence of God throughout the land because it is his footstool. And so the history uh, of God's providence is far from over. And you need to know that today as we face these difficult times. God is still working, sometimes behind the scenes, to bring uh, restoration and redemption to this planet. God is working out the world's redemption. Not all biblical prophecies have been fulfilled. One theologian once said, biblical prophecy is the announcement of the fact that at the end of time, God will accomplish works still greater than in the past. So I want you to know today that our future will be greater than our past. God is going to deliver us and he's going to enlarge us. We have incredible, wonderful, awesome things to look forward to as God brings redemption to our world. So we should keep our eyes on Israel and the response of the nations to the chosen people of Israel. Remember, in just the last few months, uh, under the Abraham Accords, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, they've established a a peace treaty with Israel. Just yesterday, uh, I heard the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, say that five more nations in the Middle East region that are wanting now to come into partnership with Israel. This This is an absolute miracle in our day. So God continues to test the nations through Israel. 
well. In some mysterious way, the nations deal with God, whether they know it or not, in their dealings with Israel. The chosen people of Israel have the hand of God upon them, and when the nations encounter them, they are encountering God. And in the same way, when Gentiles come to faith in Jesus as their Messiah, they are engrafted into Israel, and they become a vital part of God's ongoing redemption of the nations. And we see this in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 25, when Jesus talks about the end of the age. And he says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. And that means every nation on the planet. He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food, and I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? And when he did say to and and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you and when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you and the king will answer them truly i say to you as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren you did it unto me what is jesus saying in the last days the nations are going to be judged by how they deal with the brethren of Jesus. And who are the brothers of Jesus? His Jewish brethren. Jesus is still Jewish. Some people think that you know Jesus was resurrected and he was no longer Jewish. But when he returns, uh, the Bible says he's returning as the lion of the tribe of Judah, Judah. He's coming back as a Jewish man. And then he says to the, the goats that, uh, you didn't feed me. You didn't care for me. You didn't protect me. You, you didn't uh, give me drink when I was thirsty. And th- those would be cast out into everlasting fire and darkness. And so the nations, yes, they're going to be judged. And the book of Zechariah says in the last days, all the nations will rise up against Israel. So the real question for believers today, for the saints of the Most High God, for the, for the Christian community, is not just having an affinity for for the Jewish people, but having a deep love for the Jewish people, a willingness to lay our lives down for them, especially in these days of the growing uh, scourge of anti-Semitism as it rises in our world today, Uh, a deep love for them. Jesus said, greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Uh, The summer before last, I was traveling on a tour with the prime minister of Israel's son, Yair Netanyahu. And uh, we were doing uh, events about standing with Israel in these difficult times and honoring uh, our Jewish friends and neighbors here in America. And at the end of these events, uh, I would go up to the platform and the, the host pastor, I would ask him, during these difficult days, uh, as the Jews face anti-Semitism, During the Holocaust, they were segregated from the rest of uh, society, and a yellow star was placed on their uh, clothes. 
and I would say to the pastor, would you be willing to lay down your life and wear the yellow star uh, and stand with the Jews even unto death? Because during the Holocaust, many Christians uh, died in the gas chamber because they were trying to protect uh, their Jewish friends. And the pastors would say yes. And then we would call the congregation forward and thousands of people would come forward to say, we will stand with the Jews unto death. And I remember riding in the security vehicle. We had five Shin Bet security guards with us uh, from Israel. And in the car one day, one of the security guards who never said anything, he had tears running down his cheeks. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, that was very moving. Uh, that you would stand with our people even unto death. And so this is our role in deliverance and enlargement. God's enlarging us and delivering us in these last days. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.